You are listening to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, episode number four with Saima Ali, MD. Hello, beautiful ladies. How are you doing today? I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful week and I hope you have been listening to my podcast. I just tried listening to the previous three and what I realized is that I was saying, um, a lot and also I was saying, you know, <laughs> So I'm going to try to fix those in the future podcast episodes, um, but what's out there is out there now. I'm not going to go try to fix them all. Anyways, another week. So I just tried recording an episode right now. I was going to do uh, a video on investments and show you what my portfolio looks like. And literally every single thing that could go wrong went wrong with it. First, I broke the camera holder that just dropped on the floor and it just smashed. So that was the first thing that was gone. Then I was trying to hold a camera with a different holder thingy that I found, but it was not stable, but I was going to try to work with it. And then I found my mic and realized the mic was out of the battery. And then I tried to find the USB charger for the mic and I could not find that. So everything literally that could go wrong just went wrong. I have to order the camera holder again and I'll try to do the video as soon as I can. Uh, but for now, I thought I'll just record a podcast. So today we will be talking about debt. We have talked a little bit about budget and a little bit about our beliefs. And now I wanted to talk to you about money and how we can get money and how we can become under debt because of money. So you probably realize that this is just this is not just a regular financial podcast. We uh, this is more about the mindset about money and how to acquire the money, but also how to keep it, how to grow it, but how to be happy with money and to be happy without money. So it's not just about the finances. It's about life. It's about more things than just finances and just everyday things. It's how to deal with everything and how to keep our sanity while dealing with everything else that's happening. So with regards to debt, we want to think of debt as something that's neutral, something that happened. We don't want it to bring any negative feelings in us. And we want to think about debt as money that we bought to buy something. So for me, my greatest debt that I had is for medical school. It was literally over 400K. Yes, medical school is very, very expensive. The way I look at it is that's the money I borrowed. That money got me my education. It got me my doctorate degree. That was the value of the money for me. <laughs> at one point, I thought of it as the most negative thing that has ever happened to me. And I was thinking, why did I go to medical school? I could have done something else. I could have gotten my undergrad like I did in economics and then later done MBA or something and just been done with it. Why did I have to take on this whole amount of debt? And this is where I am right now. I'm so stressed because of it. But then I started looking at it from a different perspective. I borrowed that money so I could go to medical school and that medical school brought me the experience that is just priceless. It was beautiful. The things that I learned... It literally made me who I am today, and I am really, really grateful for it now. 
you probably remember that I was very negative during residency and fellowship and I hated every moment of it, missing holidays and just being on call, long shifts and working over 80 hours a week. It was a really tough time, but right now I am really glad that I went through with it and I'm glad that I borrowed the money that helped me purchase that experience and that knowledge and, you know, it made me basically who I am and I'm very grateful for that. But we have to understand our debt. So what I want you to do is add everything up, whether it be your mortgage, whether it's a car payment, or if it's um, consumer debt, as in credit card debt, or any other debt, if you owe money to somebody, add it all up and understand it. Just be familiar with where you are right now. And then look at it as what did money cost? So you went and you bought a car, let's say the car was worth $10,000, but to borrow money, you probably had to pay 12000 or 14000 you know, interest adds up. So what did you buy with the money that you borrowed? And then how much did the money cost? And is that something that you would borrow again? And then I want you to think about debt not as a monthly number. So a lot of people get stuck in that thought that, okay, I only have to make $200 a month payment or $400 a month payment, and that's how much it is. Um, No, don't look at it that way. Look at the total cost. So if you're going to finance a car, if you're going to finance something, look at how much the actual cost is. That may help you make a different decision based on the numbers that you come up with it. The reason I want you to look at the overall cost is because some of these things are really marked really, really high. So have you heard of rent to own? That's the worst example out there. Basically, it could be a washer and a dryer set that they are showing as something you could own just for $20 a week and you pay $20 a week for 90 days and for 90 weeks and you have your own brand new washer and dryer. That's how it's advertised as. However, if you look at the total cost, the interest rate on these things can be over 1800%. So that washer and dryer actually costs you $1800 to purchase. But you could have purchased the same exact thing, either used or saved up for probably $200 or $400. So the cost that you have that you borrowed is $1,800 versus $200 to pay for the same washer and dryer, either in a used condition or if you save for a couple of weeks and then pay for it out of pocket in cash. So you really have to look at the overall cost of things. And that's one of the best examples. For these type of things, we always end up buying used stuff. Check on Craigslist, check on Facebook market. Everything is so easy these days. And you can find things in good working condition for so much cheaper. That's how we bought our last washer and dryer from Craigslist for a lady. Her father passed away and She was trying to sell her things because she lived in a different state. These washer and dryers were literally probably a year, two years old, and they've been working great. We've had them for two, three years now, and we've had no problem with that. We did have one problem with them. Um, 
So I think I left some change in the dryer and it stopped working and it was making this weird noise. Uh, but I knew my husband would just like end up fixing it. He went in, he opened it to pieces, last bits, and he took out a lot of change from it. Uh, but then it started working again. So it's a washer and dryer we've had and we paid cash for it, used, fraction of what it actual price is, and they are working great. Another mistake that people make is with cars. A lot of people end up financing cars costing around four to five hundred dollars a month. And once the financing is over for one car, they'll go ahead and refinance another car. And do you know how much money you would have if you just put away $500 a month instead of financing a car? You put that money into the market, averaging 8 to 10% over 40 years, you would have more than 5 million US dollars. Yes, just $500 a month that you're putting towards a car, financing it, you could put it in the market save it every month and you would have over 5 million US dollars. That's crazy. And then another mistake that people make is thinking that leasing a car is better, especially for expensive cars. They say, oh, the car is going to depreciate in value, so I should lease it. I'm just paying a minimum two, $300 a month. And then at the end of the three years or five years, the car is going to have depreciated so much and then I can just return it, then I'm not losing money that way. But do you think all these big companies are dumb? No, they're not. That's how they make millions and billions of dollars. They've already calculated that depreciation cost into the leasing, and you are paying for it, my friend, not the companies. They're not going to pay that depreciation cost. No, you are. So leasing a car is not any smarter than financing one. And another point that people try to argue is that my accountant told me I should lease this car under my business and that I am going to save on taxes. No, you're going to save maybe $500, $600 on taxes, but what you end up paying for that car is way more than that. You're probably paying $5,000 more to the car dealership versus $500 to Uncle Sam. So for cars... Never smart to get a loan either for financing or for leasing a car, whether it be under you or under a business. They've already calculated those costs and you are paying the worst part. You are paying way more than those companies would end up paying. So cars, never a good idea to get into debt for. We spoke about house a little bit on the last episodes. Uh, you don't need a big expensive house. Your house should not be your main investment. You can look at low-cost living areas, low mortgages, low-tax areas. Your house should not be more than 5 to 10% of your net worth. And your mortgage should not be more than 25% of your income. That's being more conservative. Some people say you can get a mortgage for up to 35% of your income but the lower, the better. So if it's 25% of your uh, income, you know, maybe okay to get a mortgage. But anything over that, it's a big no. Another thing with mortgage, try to get a 15-year fixed rate for your mortgage. Don't try to go for 30 years or variable rates unless there's a cap on the variable, uh, which is called ARM mortgage. 
but try to do 15 years fixed and see if you can pay it off in that amount of period. Now, I learned from different people and everybody has different thoughts. So let's say something about credit card. Dave Ramsey would say, absolutely don't get any credit card, rip them off, throw them away. I personally use credit card, mainly just use one and I get 2% back on it for everything that I spend it on. It's a card from Fidelity and it has 2% cash back for everything and whatever money I am getting back on it. I can invest it back into Fidelity account, either in my 529s for the kids or any other type of Fidelity account I have, or just take the cash back. I use this card for everything. So whatever transactions I am making, I use that card and I get some cash back with it. But only get a card if you're going to be able to, or at least try to pay it off at the end of each month. I'm not going to say definitely, you know, don't get a card if you cannot pay it off because I know circumstances can be different and hard. But of course, try your best to pay off your credit card at the end of each month so you're not paying a lot in interest. Many people say, you know, don't get into debt. But obviously, getting into debt is not the rich people's problem. They have the money that they can afford things with and pay things off with. It's always uh, the middle class or the lower class where we're going to have to borrow money to do things. So I know it cannot be totally avoided. For me, I could not have afforded my medical school without the student loans that I got. And I am grateful for that. So I know it can be difficult, but try to stay out of debt and try to eliminate debt as much as you can. Uh, Cars is not a smart idea on debt. Housing, just try to be smart. Uh, Make sure it's low cost. It's a low percentage of your salary and that you could pay it off. Try to do it in 15 years or less. Credit cards, try to pay them off at the end of each month. And again, ask yourself, how much money are you actually borrowing? And with that, try to calculate the interest in it, what you are going to be actually ending up paying for it, not just the monthly payment. And also the things that you buy, are they worth it? Today, I want you to think of some things that you are grateful that you have the money to buy. For me, it's uh, one of these electrical tea maker things. I use it randomly throughout the day. I just push one button and it heats up the water to like 200. And then it shuts off automatically by itself. And I can go grab the water anytime and throw in my tea bag. I love using it. So I, I make a use out of it every day. So that's something that I'm glad I spent the money on. Then the books I buy, I love reading um, if I cannot get them from the library, I'll pay for the books and read them. And I think that's worth it. Things that I paid for that I am grateful for, or I still use them. My coffee maker, I use that almost every day in the morning. I'm able to make my coffee and I don't have to go pay for $5 at Starbucks just to get coffee. Though we do, sometimes it's just for hanging out or just for going out, we'll end up sitting at Starbucks and paying for the coffee just for the experience of it or not not actually for just the coffee. Okay, so that was today's topic. Hopefully you got something out of it. Please let me know. Give me your feedback. I really appreciate it. And until next time, bye.